to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we play some games and put on some paint events and then talk about them. Eventually. Eventually. Look, this has been a long time coming. Apologies. There have been a couple of things uh, not in the slightest why so serious, which so has many taken, things up, happened. taken up a bit of our time. Um, and then we got together to record and then the internet died. <sighs> We've our actually us recording online has worked astoundingly well. For it, it was literally perfect storm situation because I think there was a perfect storm brewing outside of that night too. It was, yeah, it was uh, playing havoc with my internet, and then I mean we got through half of the intro, so we're already ahead than we were last time. Basically done, right? Call it there. No, right. Anyway, this is part two, part deux. Yeah, you didn't know there was going to be a part two because you didn't know there was going to be a part one. You thought we were just going to say everything at once, but nah. Nah. We're keeping you on your toes. Also, we talked for too long. Like it was more just a logistical thing, like the episode goes for too long and then people whinge because they can't find the pause button. (laughs) Well, shall we talk about the rest of our entries? And then in part three, then we can <laughs> announce the winners. Part three, we should do a comparison between episodes one and episodes two <laughs> as a bit of a recap. You know, it's almost one of those, you know, that episode in the series where it just does cut scenes from every other episode. <laughs> well, you, you can edit that. I doubt I you're going to go back and listen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I would just pick random moments in time and splice them together and just see what comes out. Like Min- that's minute almost 57 worth it. to 59. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> All right. So we had some awesome people uh, enter this paint event, which was uh, paint a thing. As you we already know. talked about them, though. This is episode two. Yes. We're talking about the other people that also joined. <laughs> So, moving straight into it, let's get cracking before the internet dies and, and you know, hell explodes. Uh, next up on our list is the one and only, only fan, it is Clinton. He's so, disqualified, yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah great. Cool. Moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anybody remembers that joke. Like, do we have listeners no. that... Listen back then and now are still listening? I doubt it. Doubtful. Yeah. Um, we remember it. He remembers it. But they're the only people that matter, really, in this in this little... It's an inside joke. That's it. That's it. Between you, me, and the only fan. Anyway, Clinton has painted a Blood Bowl team. An adorable Blood Bowl team. Let's be really clear about this. Not just any Blood Bowl team. It is a Snotling team. Not just any Snotling team. They are Chaos Snotlings. Is the... Best and the little guy, I just love it. Before we go on to the actual painting, the little guy on the little corn horse, and oh, they're, they're such cute models. Where are they from? Like, do you know much about yeah, these? Yeah, I, I, I do. Did you print um, them? 
maybe. <laughs> um, so we were talking about themes and stuff and, and, and all of that jazz. And he wanted to do some kind of kind of chaos halfling scenario or chaos snotling. Because you had the list he'd worked out, the list he'd worked out, star players and all this kind of stuff, all the positions and all that jazz. And we were chatting about themes and stuff. Now, Punga, pretty sure it was Punga, did a Chaos Halfling team. Uh huh. But if you take a Halfling and you shrink them, <laughs> and they you suddenly have the become, technology, they become Chaos Snutlings. So it is the Punga Chaos Halfling team but shrunk and then i used things like the the star players so the little guy on the horse for example was his um squeak hopper or his little little pogo yeah. bouncer um they had a matching rack and crum- crumbleberry uh thing so he got his ogre um the the treeman just work frankly yep. as far as the trolls are concerned and then the only other thing i had to do was go and find an appropriate pump wagon for him to basically stick more little Halfling snotlings too. Now he's put a delightful amount of you know before and after shots there. That pump wagon, what is that? Again, it is uh, a miscellaneous file that we found on the internet with a lot of other bits that he had laying around. Um, so he's just gone to town with. I, I kind of gave him the chassis, and mm-hmm. he's added all the extra stuff. And then there's extra little snotlings just from the the extras we had because because when you're making that tiny you can fit a lot into a print um so he just added them all in um and gave them a bit of a crew they look awesome like i just love the models and he's gone first of all it's chaos you know you don't go wrong with chaos now i've got can't make friends with salad stuck in my head um don't go wrong with chaos it's it's the best bar none so we've got these little corn guys and it just brings back memories of me putting little chaos helmets on halflings and making my halflings a nurgle team it's just the bright idea let's just face it what i'm hearing is we need multiple chaos god themed halfling teams now i i've been wanting for quite some time to somehow work out a nurgling team well that's absolutely it's not my nurgling team anyway uh, so he's done, like, it's a, a galaxy theme. So he's done all the bases with, like, this. Is that the... the I, I'm pretty sure it's change? a color shift. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those color shift paints he's used for part of it. But then, um, you know, he, he's chucked in some extra galaxy colors, and then he's done that kind of splatter with the, the white over the top to give it the, the effect of the stars as well. But not only has he done all the bases, he actually put together a whole sort of display board for them, which is like half a blood bowl pitch. Yep. In space. And it's, it's got the like the nebula type yeah. colouring. Yeah, no, it looks it looks incredible. And putting putting so much effort into a team like this and then going above and beyond and putting them onto a like a board or some sort of display just adds to it. it does make so much difference. Other things that I hadn't thought of until he showed me what he... So the the red on these, because they are a kind of a, a real chaosy corn red, right? Mm-hmm. All the armor yep. and stuff. And his photo, he doesn't really do it justice. But he actually painted them all gold mm-hmm. and then went back with the red over the top of the gold. And it gives it this amazing, rich kind of you know, red metallic effect. 
Is it contrast red? Do you know? Maybe. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna commit to that one. Okay, um, fair enough. Because I have uh, done that. I have done that contrast over like a metallic, even I like a, an iron breaker type undercoat. Yeah, makes makes you get the the popping colors with the contrast, but you also get the metallic underneath. Yeah, and the because you use the gold too, like it's a yellow already, which is already you know it, it just mm-hmm. it almost highlights the red naturally. Anyway, so it it worked really, really well. That was that is a clever trick I'm going to steal at some point in time. Um, but it is a glorious team. It was so much fun from like inception. This oh, we had an idea. Oh, I think we can do this. Here are some models we can play with. To what he's actually done and taken and run with it. Um, it's next level. Yeah. I mean, Clinton always puts a lot of effort into his stuff and, and his stuff recently has just been going above and beyond. I love on the, the trees, I've got one of them's just holding a perfectly coloured rock and the other one's got a fiery head and that fire is just spot on. Like the yellows and the orange and the tips of red. It looks incredible. Yeah, he's absolutely nailed it and I... I know, again, this was one of those down-to-the-wire right before a tournament type situations too because he painted these guys for mayhem. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm pretty sure he was painting sort of, you know, right up until as well. So, but that's how he managed to sneak in the star players. Yes. Yeah. And they are, yeah, they just look incredible. Uh, and this is the team that he brought to Why So Serious too as well. And we'll talk about that at a later date, sometime in the next six months. But he did he add on, uh, yeah, he added on like a bloodthirster as a giant on top of a speaker that was playing sounds from his phone. Like just next level thoughts behind it. Just love it. Yeah. Never fails to impress. No, no. Anyway. Moving on, unless you've got anything more. No, let's keep no, going. Definitely not disqualified, Clinton. Uh, next up is Chad. So he has painted uh, the stock standard from the box, which I still think is one of the best models for this position. It's a troll for Blood Bowl. And I've, I, I love this model. I really do. I both, I both like and hate it. Um, I Almost love it. The hand across the face irritates the living hell out of me. <laughs> um, He's getting ready to throw. I, I understand the pose, but it's just very terrible sculpting. Like, uh, And it makes it a pain in the ass to paint because he's suddenly all the details on the inside of all the other detail. Um, yeah, he's, he's not my favorite model just for that alone and it would be i would love some way to give him another pose just so you could run two mm-hmm. and they look vaguely different because it's so dynamic but it is so such a sort of obvious unique pose that the second you want to have two trolls you're like oh i can't use him twice no. they look silly they can't be- both be doing that It'd be good to have, you know, because he's got one arm up holding the goblin who's 
barely holding on to the ball for dear life. So he's about to throw this goblin. So almost if you had that arm and then the other arm sort of almost pointing, like this is where in <laughs> now I've got an image of a troll pointing in one direction and totally looking the other direction. <laughs> uh, but, and then, yeah, had another, just had replacement arms. That would be yeah. not a bad idea. Because the, the troll itself is good. It's got lots of different details. There's, um, you know, plates on the shoulders. There is the wooden board for the chest plate. There's pustules. There's armor um, there. There's a bit it's, of everything. It's the right amount of detail for a blood bowl position as well. Like you've got mm-hmm. his little knee pad, which is the human helmet. Yep. You've got the little trap that he stepped in. Yep. Um, He's still very clearly a troll. He's not, you know, particularly well armoured. Um, but there's enough detail on there to make him a Blood Bowl model, not just another fantasy model that you've thrown on a Blood Bowl pitch. Yep, absolutely. Enough so, about the model. Yes. Let's talk about the painting. Now, it's the typical green troll here, but there are different shades in the skin he's he's done the the shading on the skin really nicely the horns and the carapace type you know, scales at the back yeah. yeah they're almost like i'm just scrolling through the pictures they're a darker green yeah he's got that kind of yellowy mustardy kind of funky green for the the all the soft juicy bits that you want to kick him in yeah. and then the hard spiky bits of this kind of and which is it makes sense right that kind yeah. of Often you do get that the harder bits are the darker bits and stuff. They where they've kind of gone all crusty. I like to think they were originally soft and juicy, and they have just crusted over. He's not washing very much, is he? Nah, this kind of sells that effect, and I dig it. Yeah, I'm loving the coloring that he's done here. I'm just looking at at the face, particularly the lip. the teeth, even the ears, like the inside of the ears, he's done pink. I don't know if I've ever thought of that. No, I, I mean, it's, I, it seems obvious, but I don't think I've ever done it. It's it's the the close up on the face shot that he's thrown in the the Discord that I'm looking at because it's not only the the color difference, right? Mm-hmm. You know, just picking out the bottom lip and the the inside of the ears and stuff like that. But this gives you a really good view of the little kind of pimply things he's got on his arms mm-hmm. and the way that he's highlighted those up as well. So there's multiple kind of, you know, layers to that. They kind of look a bit sore around the outside and, and funky and yellow like they're going to burst on the inside. Um, oh, I can taste the rainbow. Um, <laughs> but the same for the lip. Like he's got the the color of the lip. He's changed that bottom lip to give it kind of that whatever the inside skin color of a troll is. Sure. Yeah. That kind of browny pinky color but then they're highlighted but he's highlighted it with like the little little vertical lines on there to make it that look like the lip has some some cracks some texture some like it actually gives it so much more life um and equally i really dig the eye is not you know it's not a a white black thing it's this kind of skin colored red almost yellow pupil angry thing he got pink eye but it's, it's the good kind. Done. It's the good kind. Just, you know, every every little aspect that I look at is, like, coloured and shaded right. The bones hanging from his his waist look like bone. 
Like they don't look like bones that I paint. They look like actual bones. The the brown glove that he's wearing. Yeah, he's got the right bits of lighter brown in the right places. It it is really just an exercise in attention to detail and how much that just adds extra because it's that piece, right? You look at the model and you go, oh, yeah, it's a troll. And then you pick it up and you have a good look and there's a lot going on. And you just, the more you look, the more stuff you find. I also really dig like the team color mm-hmm. is that sort of bright blue, the light blue, but it's it only appears in a couple of places, but that's kind of all you need. Like it's got yep. the shoulder pad, great, happy days. And then just the detail on the back of his, his you know, pointing arm glove. Um, but that is just enough to just tie him in with the rest of the team, particularly when he's holding a goblin who's armed with the yeah. same. Well, the goblin's got more, more team colors on him than the troll does, which is perfect. I yep. love the white on the, loincloth yeah and again just details he's thrown it because yeah white is a prick right and that's mm-hmm. smooth like getting is, getting a decent really nice yeah other details and things that just in, i enjoy like he's actually done the eyes on the goblin but it's the the green skin goblin every day we all know how it looks with the pink ready nose it just again it's that little bit of attention to detail that just gives more character again chad's one of our our newer players to playing blood bowl with us and you know newer members of the discord uh it feels like he's been with us for ages i know he, he just slid right in there right he is the hot dog we are the whole way um it he's just he's in now it's just yeah. i hope he understands that it is like herpes and <laughs> might clear up occasionally but <laughs> yep, he's never getting out uh but this is to me this is like an ultimate blood bowl model this is everything that it should be nothing that it shouldn't um yeah, the base is pretty simple it's just a grass field nothing to take away from the model itself Everything looks right. It is, yeah, it is the right amount of, and it's like when you try and find a model for Blood Bowl, that it's always a balance between looking for something that's cool and dynamic, but also works on the pitch because it can only take up a certain amount of space and you need to be able to light down in a lot of instances. And it's that approach too to the painting in that it is all of the right things without going absolutely over the top bonkers. But again, the more you look, the more you see that there's just all of this little detail that he just hasn't left anything. No, no, this is an absolute superb model. And uh, we're very, very grateful to have Chad with us. It's pretty. It is. Uh, next, next up, we have Moose. Now, Moose has painted a couple of things. And by couple, I mean... Three, four, five, six, (laughs) seven, eight, nine, ten, nine, twelve, look, fifteen or so. He's painted something, and then he's painted something else. So I've got two things to talk about here. Uh, he wanted to, he actually met, uh, talked to me and made sure that I was going to mention the boomerangs. 
I'm absolutely mentioning the boomerangs. There are, yeah, multiple boomerangs in a shot up against a beautiful brick wall. But they are unpainted brick wall, though. Unpainted brick wall. We're not. We're not including this in the competition. The the colors. There's like a variety of colors, a variety of shapes. They are. It is a sample pack, right? It, they, yeah. I mean, they are. Unless they don't come back, in which case they are sticks. Yes. Yeah, he hasn't but, tested them. Oh, there's no video of him throwing them. He points yeah. off for that. Um. But I mean, there's, there's blue, there's orange, there's some some red, there's some green. Like they are not short of of any kind of color. They are definitely painted. I don't know that we got a before shot, FYI. No, I don't think we did. I'll probably allow it. They are definitely um, things, and they are definitely painted. And I like the fact that people are painting things, and then posting them. Yeah. And, yeah, like we said, it doesn't have to be a hobby. Might just be a stick. Or multiple sticks. Many sticks leaning up against a wall. He's going to hear this and we're going to have to go and watch him throw boomerangs now to prove that they come back. <laughs> like, this is absolutely <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, he's, he's going to try and prove it to us. All right, so moving on from that, he did actually um, submit you know, before picture of what he wanted to paint for this competition. And I think he got in right at the end. It was. Last minute, couple of hours before. Yeah, because there were two parts to the, he sent a before pick and there was actually two models that he wanted to do. And he got one of those two done. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was having a chat to him about the other half of that because the, the one that he didn't do, was the from the wizard spell options in in blood bowl there's a fireball and what he wanted was a fireball and, yep. and the scorched earth and like an effect um and apparently there was much uh attempting to sculpt and um you know scratch build and and, and too much take it back <laughs> let's focus let's focus on the important one he did, he did talk to me about that as well. And yes, no, from what he was explaining, there was an awful lot of stuff going on and perhaps a lot more going on in his head than actually came out. I, I kind of got Wiley Coyote vibes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. There was a lot so, happening. So the fireball did not happen. What happened was the other side of the wizard coin. The best part of the wizard coin the frog the frog I was waiting for you to say it there is nothing better than watching your opponent's most valuable player grabbing the ball and legging it down the field and then all of a sudden they are a frog and what he's done is he's he's got a frog and it's a frog model and he stuck it on a base. This is much better than I've got one of those Charlie Victor rings which just says frog. Oh, this is this is much better. This is like ten times infinity better. But he has painted up a frog, stuck it on a base, and the base itself. It's much like yeah, it looks like somebody was standing there before the frog. It it does not look 
like the frog is out of place. No. As in, it, it's not like a cobblestone pitch or, a, you know, a, a dwarven stone pitch or something that he's like, no, th- this was an appropriate place for a frog to exist. Actually, it's basically like rehoming him. Yeah. Um, so, but it's got a really good mix. It's, it's You can almost see the, the foot imprints where the, the player was standing when they were heavy enough to leave foot imprints. Um, you've got some, you know, different grass tufts and some mud in there and some stuff like that. And I, I kind of dig it because I feel like Blood Bowl pitches in a lot of instances are not going to be the most well-maintained of things. No, there's no groundskeepers. So a bit of churn is a wonderful thing. It, it kind of takes me back to those old kind of primary school, you know, it, Saturday football things where they, they make the kids play in the back oval out the back with no drainage and it's just mud. Like, <laughs> I remember those days. That's, that's it. That's, that's what I want in my blood bowl pitch. And that's kind of what is replicated here, which is, which is awesome in all the right ways. But then this is a frog. The frog is just, it's this beautiful color. It's this beautiful red and black it's shiny, and it looks like one of those frogs that you either do or do not want to lick. I don't Depending think it's on. a lick lick issue. I think it maybe it's a lick issue. Either way, it does very much. I think are they poison poison dart frogs. One of those corroboree <laughs> frogs. I don't know. Either way, I guarantee I've seen exactly this type of frog in some kind of wildlife imagery. Right, yep. this is authentic. Like the the style of the markings, the red and black, like it's not just like he's chucked some stripes on, like they, they, yeah, they, look, they, they look like markings on a, actual, on a frog. It's actual frog markings. Like he's actually painted a real life frog yeah. or he's taken a really like a real life frog, stuck it onto a base and varnished the hell out of it. So it can't move. <laughs> Plausible. No, cause we saw the before pics. So we know, we know that, do we know that's the same frog? Uh, it's kind of in the I same didn't position. see during. I mean, yes. <laughs> it just speaks to the glue he used. Uh, <laughs> this is also speaking to the type of person that Moose is, isn't it? I mean, it's the we science. may or may not be sure that this is actual a frog or a model. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if I, uh, you know, any kind of animal cruelty <laughs> occurred as part of this, but anyway, um, stolen from a biology lab from the eighties. The other thing I really dig on this, and this is something that not many people consider when painting models, is often people will talk about contrast when they're talking about light and dark. They'll talk about contrast when they're talking about colours, um, but people don't talk about contrast when they're talking about finishes so you know gloss matte satin and that is the thing that stands out on this one is that the difference in the kind of mainly dead dry looking grass this got a half churned field and the frog is is a little bit soggy it's like someone has licked him he wasn't me he's a bit shiny and it gives him that kind of wet look and it actually gives a little bit more, it separates him from the base, but in all the right ways. Like it, you can tell it's a different um, 
you know, a material he's made out of because he's made out of frog, not grass. Um, that's how you make frogs. You take some frog and you smoosh it together, stick it on a base. Um, but I just think it's so underlooked, un- under, you know, considered as just using different finishes um, to, to draw attention to different types of surfaces. See, this is why that we've got you talking as well as me because I see stuff and I go, ooh, cool, shiny, looks good. And then you notice this. Uh, like I knew it was shiny. I knew that it looked good. I knew that you know everything looked in the right way, but I didn't pick up on the fact that it was because of the gloss against the non-gloss. And now that you say that, I can see it instantly. And it, it, subliminally, I could see it, but like, because this model just looks solid, it looks perfect. Uh, and for for Moose to actually not only get some paint on a model, but to turn out something of this caliber is is phenomenal. It's yeah, just, like, and he's not I big. want one. He's not big. Like that would have been f- potentially frustrating because they're little tiny markings on a little tiny frog on a little tiny base. And I really have to take some extra, extra credit here. He hasn't just submitted a photo of the, the frog. No, he hasn't. There is a video and possibly the world's worst stop motion video, because what happens is you play the video and it looks like, it looks like a picture of a frog. And then the frog just turns a little bit. And then he just turns a little bit and he turns a little bit and you get like this 360 degree view of, of the frog, um, in all his glory. And it is just, I, I didn't know what to expect when I hit play, but it was everything that I ever wanted. Cause it was like, it was like a really terrible version of the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> it's just a frog uh, spinning. And how? And that, that's a that's a different video altogether, mate. Yeah, not a frog leap. It's yeah. a frog spin. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I want yeah. a frog. I need a frog now. Yes, we all need a frog. Like Moose. I mean, Moose goes all out for those uh, desperate measures where you can possibly get a wizard in sevens and turn somebody into a frog you might just get nothing of value oh yeah absolutely but he has gone to the effort i mean first of all he went to the effort to make his own tokens for every single desperate measures you could get now he's stepping it up i mean next there's going to be a banana peel on a base i really want a banana peel yeah surely there's an option there because mario kart surely um, just don't leave the eyes on it it's um, it, it's what you do for some of the others, right? How do you you do the the you dope? Um, there's there's questions, right? Yep. <laughs> Anywho, uh, yep. the frog anyway. is amazing. I want a frog, um, and it is glorious to see not only Moose throwing stuff in multiple events now, um, but it's it's everything we ever needed. It, like just stop. Yeah. <laughs> anyway that's awesome and while we're on that note like we we're talking about these um beautifully painted models and this you know uh amateur stop motion video 
editing or whatever you want to call it, uh, these are all in our Discord. So if you're not in our Discord and listening to this, I'm sorry. Because just what we should have done at the start of this, and we can do it like we could have made this like a, a read-along adventure. <laughs> you know it's time to scroll to the next picture when you hear the chimes ring like this. Um, that would be the best. But you can literally do that all in the Pain Events Discord channel. You can just go through and it's got lots of commentary and shit talkery, but all of the, the stuff that we've talked about bar the one that was put in Facebook. Yep. Um, so it is the best place to go and check out all of the awesome stuff that people have done um, and then get involved in the next one. Yeah, and then talk about games. And there, there are so many channels and so many people who will welcome you with open arms even if you accidentally click and join and can't leave before somebody says hello. Because they're quick. Yes. The guys the guys are very welcoming and very, very fast on their typing figures. Anyway, if you haven't if you're not in the Discord, link will be in the show notes, I'm sure. It's a cut and paste job, isn't it, Jace? Absolutely. It's okay, a cut cool. and paste job. <laughs> I really we hope should it test it. <laughs> I really hope it hasn't expired. Uh, we should test that, Lee. Anyway, moving on. Next up is Josh. Now, Josh has painted a table for his games and some terrain and a little skeleton archer to stick on said table. I I really also enjoyed Josh's initial plan. And let's be clear, Josh is a relatively new dad. Mm-hmm. And I think there was this this whole concept of, oh, I'm going to have some time to do some hobbies. I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. And then the cold, <laughs> hard light of reality has set in. Um, and he has, instead of doing that, been a great parent, but kind of reduced scope to within the realms of uh, realism. Yeah, I mean... That first one, as 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 a father rather than a mother, there's less that you're doing, but I think you find more of your time is taken up looking after her than the kid. But that time is going. Admittedly, my first one, I played a lot of Assassin's Creed, but sitting next to the wife holding the kid. <laughs> yeah, you just just be present in case. Yes. Um. Yeah. Don't don't let anyone do it solo. There's the moral of the story, and. Uh, but back to the painting, I haven't, I haven't painted terrain in what feels like forever, and I, I mean, feel you've got like, boxes of it, boxes upon boxes. I have less now. I did a bit of a clean out. Um, I still kept way too much, but some of it's at my house. It is too. <laughs> uh, I've forgotten about that. I didn't clear that out because it was at your house, and I forgot. <laughs> Anyway, I forget how much it takes, though. Like, I understand that in a lot of instances, it's it smack some painter and do some dry brushing and all that kind of stuff. And he's he's gone next level again because there's some tufts and you know all that jazz. But it takes time. All mm-hmm. of that, you know, it's just the you know getting the texture and stuff on the table as well, so it doesn't just look like a wooden board you've slapped some paint on. He's done all the right things, and the follow up from this right he's actually been doing a bunch of renos at home to get himself a home office slash hobby space um 
where said table resides. Um, and it is glorious. So outside of this event, he actually painted more things because he did a room and stuff. With a very ergonomic looking desk set up, by the way. Yes, yes. Now, putting this sort of stuff together, isn't it's this is all homemade from the looks of it, correct? Do you reckon? I believe it was, yes. So is this like, you've probably done more, a lot more of this than I have. Would this be like sort of corkboard or stuff stuck on top of each other? And This may have come from me. Um, okay. But insulation, effectively, okay. insulation board. Um, and, you know, cut random shapes out, stack it up. So you've got some interesting, um, you know, stony type hill effects because... I mean, there's one thing to have a hill, I suppose. That's that's great. That does some stuff. But also, when you're playing games, particularly with skirmish games and different models have different line of sight, and you actually have, I think it's really, it adds to the game when the terrain has an impact. Mm-hmm. You know, like what I don't, what I really don't want is no terrain because it has no impact. I don't want terrain that has no visual impact because it's a bunch of felt circles on the ground because it's the most practical option um and i don't want everything that is just it's it's a box so it takes up a box and that's it that's that's what it does in the game it takes up some space so um yeah he he may have stolen some stuff from me and made it look much prettier because it had sat neglected in a garage for a very long time um so that was that one, but he's also done the, is the other piece included? Yeah, the, the little yep. 40K, um, I assume it's 40K. It is, yes. Yeah, so these are the Ruined. Sector Imperialis, I think, from sure. memory, or that was maybe that was the name of a box that had a lot of these in it. Some of the 40K Ruin set yep. stuff. It's very pretty. They are very good at doing this kind of terrain. This is like this is an unusual for me, unusual color scheme. Yes, for that, you know, usually you see those sort of things in like greys or uh, like you know, sort of metally colors. And people go with the bog standard. It looks like metal. It's got rivets. Therefore, I'll paint it all metal, and there she's done. Yep. But this is a lot more interesting. It's the kind of bony white color with this kind of dark red detail and again it just gives it a little bit more character it still works a hundred percent on the kind of gray rock table mm-hmm. scheme he's got going there but it just adds like the, the shot he's got looking through the ruins to the little skeleton nature on the on the hill like that's that's the the shot where you can see that it just adds again not not just effect in game but visual interest too so it just you know cranks up the immersion just turns that dial up a little bit which is the best um i just love these colors like it just works the cream for the walls really it makes it pop and it makes it pop against the the gray uh it def the red complements the cream the fact that he's gone for sort of you know step hills as well is a big thing for me because I, I you know, I, we all started out with stock standard terrain and 
those cheap ass hills from GW that you know if your model was a little bit heavy in one direction, down. it would just topple over. This that solves all of this. Fixed. Um, and I love the. I don't know, going back to the hills, like the. It looks like sort of a soft rock effect. Where it's, it's not. It's not hard. It's got like. Is that the glue or something like that? But it, it blends in. Yeah, it, it becomes it actually part gives of the it, scenery. Because the thing I really dislike with a lot of, you know, and people do it with cork all the time, right, is you stack up cork or anything that you're going to use as a rock or whatever else, and it clearly looks like you've stacked up some because the side is so, like, layered. There is a clear line between it. So just having something to break that one up, which is always why if you were going to do that, I basically use the cork as the base and then cover it in something textured so you don't just have obvious cork. Yep. Um, and that's exactly what happens here. And then, you know, you chuck on a little skeleton friend, same basing scheme, clever, mm -hmm. blends in, look at that. Um, but just simple, simple stuff that makes things really effective because he's a little skeleton in a big old board and... 90% of him is bone, some of him is arrow, you know, bow and arrow, but the he's picked a spot color. And I think that's a really clever piece, right? It's a very basic model. There's not a lot of detail. There's not a lot of stuff going on, and he's probably going to be one of however many. But a bright spot color that he's used for the, both the, the fletching on the arrows and the it looks like the eyes of the skeleton, it's the same color there, and it just means that you don't have a weird sort of mix of colors on a very little space with not like it just gives him some almost some identity and mm -hmm. it, it adds not just uh this looks you know cohesive and uniform and like he belongs but i mean all of a sudden you, you could do in-game things where blue scale unit does a thing versus red scale unit over there if you wanted to to you know have in-game um, distinction between stuff as well. So I think just clever, simple stuff. It, it should never be overlooked. No. And like what you said about the base as well, the base is exactly the same as the the table and the rocks, uh, but the rim is like a dark grey as well, which t again ties it through. You know, if it was a black rim, the black would stand out, whereas the, the grey also blends in with the the board itself. I like it. Yeah. Lots of good things. More terrain. We don't see a lot of terrain, to be honest, and I, I really dig it when we start seeing some terrain getting busted out. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done any terrain since um, a certain paint event where I painted some uh, Star Wars scenery. That was a long that time was, ago. That was, yeah. Mm. No, very good. Awesome work, Josh. Moving along, we have Sedge. We have some blood letters, some old school blood letters. Oh, such cool models. They are, they are indeed. And he's got the, I mean, it's the red. Yep. Which is the corn color. But... The blue on the horns. Yep. 
complements that. It's got the the pink on the tongues. Everything's you know looks highlighted in the right spots. I do like the tongues. I'm looking at them a lot. <laughs> that, these these models. I mean. Have they aged? Probably. Are they still kind of cool? I reckon they are kind yes. of cool. They and these, you know, they're, they're these are all metal. They're heavy as hell. A um, the swords bend when you drop them. They don't break, and then all the paint chips off them. Yeah. Um, but for context, so Serge has um, got back in after a relatively long hiatus, you know, due to you know kids and all of the above. Um, Life. But yeah, and honestly, he was one of the guys that would get an army painted for a tournament because he had to get the army painted for the tournament. But he was always kind of like, oh, this is this is a bit of a chore. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of an effort. And he would get it done and he'd often get really cool results, but he felt it. And then add in contrast paints and he's discovered those and... <sighs> All of a sudden, he's like, oh, I can get stuff done and I actually really like the result. And he's not only just painting more and getting more stuff done, but he's actually now going, how can I make this look better? And what what can I do as well as? So this gets the paint on, but how do I make it that little bit more? There is so much to be said for contrast paints and, and you know, Oh, what are the army painted ones called? Speed paint. Speed paint. Any of those sort of ones. There's so much to be said about the amount of people it can get back into painting. Or, you know, people like myself where painting was a chore and I felt like I needed to get it done, but it took me three times as long as I wanted to and was never really happy with the results. Anyway, contrast has got a lot to be thankful for. Because people, there's people like me, like George, that, that, you know, have been painting more because of it. Yeah, there is a lot of stuff that would not be painted without it. There's a lot of people that wouldn't be painting without Mm -hmm. it. Um, And even for those people that would be painting regardless, right, it is another thing just to, to... either help get stuff done or do things in, in a different way. So I, I don't know that there's as much bad. But as I said, I think the thing that really gets me excited is when someone finds something like this and goes, oh, actually, this is this now means that the activity is fun. I, yep. I'm enjoying painting. And not only am I enjoying painting, I, I'm enjoying the results that I'm getting. And not only am I enjoying the results that I'm getting, but I want to. I want to see if I can push it a little bit further. I want to see what results I can get. Um, yes. So this this definitely falls into that. So there's what two, four, six, eight. The unit at ten. Mm-hmm. He's he's banging some work out at the moment. Uh, Sedge actually also gets the the absolutely not an award, but an award for. <laughs> best listening ears in a competition, um, only because. I saw a before pick of these before they got to this stage. Okay. Um, as in he shared with me directly, he's like, oh, here's, here's where I'm up to and here's what they look like. And I'm just not 100% sure. Like I'm not happy. 
and we had a really big chat and it was I think the swords originally were like a green mm-hmm. and the blue on the um the horns and stuff was a, a lot lighter, a lot brighter. There was some other stuff going on and we kind of had a chat about we've got a red and a green and a blue going on. We kind of got a full primary, like there was some yellow somewhere in there too. Like we'd gone full primary mm-hmm. and just removing one of those, um, just adding some extra shading to the red. It was very fire engine red in the first instance. Um, and just, you know, little bits and pieces to, to adjust the color scheme without losing the, the intent of the color scheme. Uh, um, create a little bit more uniformity and a little bit more depth in some of the colors and they've just come out stunningly. Um, so it, it was, again, really good just being able to have you know a chat and just go, oh, have you thought about X, Y, and Z halfway through and for him to go take it and go, yeah, and, and you know, he, he's the one that came up with the, the color for the replacing all the metallics, which is a really cool brass kind mm-hmm. of, you know, again, lean into the corn yeah the theme like works it's, it's on on point uh i was going to say like that i'm really impressed with the horns the blue uh it's like blue highlights on black and some of those ones like especially like the ones who ridge the guy right at the very front has about two or three different types of blue highlights there and it really makes them stand out the i get why people paint swords green and stuff like that like it, it's a very interesting sort of magical color and you can do a bit of you know glowing effects or whatever you want to do make it look very mystical but it doesn't need it in this case the the brass works really well they you know the the corn demons they don't need more magic they need something that they can hack at people with. <laughs> they, they actually need definitely not magic, being yes. corn demons, right? Yes. But, you know, even just call out to, to, again, detail, like there's individual teeth in yep. some of these guys. Um, you know, he's managed to go through and catch out all the little, what, no, I think it's an earring. It's not a nipple ring. Might be, I don't know. Not judging. You do you. Um, but I'm going to say you know, all, of the, all of the details, no, all of the things. Okay, who can tell with a demon, right? Is it, any, is it just another nipple? No, they're not slanish demons. Um, you know, but all of that stuff is, is just caught. Again, subtle differences between things like the little pink tongues, I which is possibly the, the, the best feature of them, let's be honest. I, just, I, I love the tongues. And I also like the tongues that he's painted. Yeah. Yeah, there would be some some happy individuals <laughs> hooking up with these friends. Yeah. You can just tell, like, all these all these swords, these beautiful brass swords are nice and clean. There's not a drop of blood on them because they've all been licked <laughs> by these beautiful pink tongues. Do you reckon that's where corn gets the, the, you know, they say blood for the blood god. Do you reckon it needs to be licked by a bloodletter to then... Be, that's how he gets it. Like there's some kind of tr- demonic transference of the blood. So are you saying that all of the blood letters, all their tongues are interconnected? It's kind of like one big hive tongue. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. 
We should write law. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's canon. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. No, awesome work, mate. Last entry that we've got is from Alice. Now, Alice is always going to enter one of our paint events. She's always talking about when's the next paint event. And she's always pushing us to do more. So there is always going to be an Alice entry. Whether it gets finished or not, that's another question. But she always finds something out of the box to do. Now, these are, again, these are ones that you've printed off for her. Yeah. Where are these from? And why these... do they, why, these are, this is a Nurgle Blood Bowl team. Why does it have flowers? So it is, uh, it's the Agni Nurgle Blood Bowl team. But mm -hmm. rather than going with the, the usual kind of just, you know, add, add some rust corrosion and, and assorted kind of diseasey looking bits to a regular dude, he pulled all of the inspiration and kind of stuff from Swamp Thing. Okay, yep. And so what we have is a Swamp Nurgle team where they've been living in, and it, it really leans into this concept of Nurgle as a, you know, the, it's that garden of Nurgle piece where he's actually growing stuff, and it's, it's a life bringer, a joy of life, mm. and and all this kind of stuff. And these guys have been living their best lives in the swamp, and they got stuff growing on them. And and now there's flowers. They and, have and awesome models. They're super cool. There's a lot of detail in them. Um, but I'm just going on to close-ups now. And, you know, typical Alice style, this is a lot of pastels, a lot of bright colours. So we've got a bright blue uniform. We've got bright pink shoulder pads and armour and absolutely points for pink. You know, she's leaning right into us and, and she knows what we like. But. What Alice does really, really well, and she's done it again here, is if I just look at the model, I can see a bunch of neutral sort of browns and bones, pinks, reds, greens, blues, like there is a rainbow of color on these, but they don't look like there's, like it's not this hugely contrasting, just jumbled mess. Like she manages to, and again, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that there is a lot of pastel, so it's a pastel blue and a pastel pink and a pastel, so it's not these really sort of super bright saturated colors, which actually mean they fit together in that kind of tone because everything's kind of a little bit washed out, which makes it a little bit more forgiving, just, just color-wise. Yeah, it's not like a unicorn's vomited over these or anything. It's They look, the colors look like they're in the right spot. And, I mean, this is Alice's second Blood Bowl Nurgle team that she's painted up. Nurgle is, is obviously her style. And this is the second one in, like, bright, beautiful colours. I know, right? It's glorious. Um, I don't know that she actually got to finish this, and I think she got a little bit annoyed with, uh, you know, paint where there wasn't intended to be paint at times. Um, but... They have come out an absolute treat. Like, and again, things like 
little pink flowers on top of a, a mm-hmm. little rotter guy, but all of the petals are highlighted or like everything. Like he, there's a whole bunch of little, as much as it, it's not the standard Nurgle theme, right? There's a whole little bunch of funky pustule type things growing on this dude. And every single one of them is caught with yeah. a, a highlight as well. Um, there's this really organic mix of this kind of bony flesh color, the pink, the greens and browns through it. The like a lot of a lot of it just feels as organic as it should do, and I think it leans into the theme something chronic. There is something about Alice, and it. it's like she does it every time, but the color thought, like the the effort that she puts into what colors to do where is incredible because it works. Like all yeah. of these colors look, you know, if I painted this, it would be just a disgusting mess of color. Yeah, I was thinking the same. If I did this, it would be unicorn vomit. Yeah. But this is not, this looks like, it looks, I was going to say natural for a Nurgle team of life and death and all the rest of it. But everything looks right. The mouth in the uh, the big bloater guy's chest looks awesome. The tentacles on the beast are pretty as just the the blues and the pinks and yeah. the, that whatever that creamy bony brownie shade that she's chosen for all the skin. It just with the highlights that she's done, it works so well. Yeah, there is just. And I love this because it is a so obviously Alice, yep. b so left of center of what everyone else in the world will do with them, mm-hmm. um, and and it is something that looks like it shouldn't work, but it actually it's not jarring at all, no. and that that's impressive. It's able to take something that that shouldn't work and go well. Actually, if I just if I just tweak it a little bit. All of a sudden, everything fits together nicely. Yeah, no, it's it's yet another amazing entry from Alice. Like she never fails. So the question is, right? Do we try and get Alice another Nurgle Blood Bowl team? So she feel <laughs> or literally anything else? I don't know. Fifty-fifty. Toss a coin. Because I think. Both of them might work. Uh, but, I mean, Nurgle is obviously where her, her heart is. So I just, I love the, the Pestigore as being that different color as well. So it's sort of darker brown. I yeah. Mean, I, I, lo- I love the fact that they're not GW Pestigores more than anything in the world. I mean, that's a low bar to set, right? But yeah. Horrible models, those ones. I also really dig, like, not only the fact that she's picked the darker brown for the pesties from just an aesthetic perspective, but gameplay perspective, just which ones are the pesties? Like, it makes Mm -hmm. identifying models so good. Because if I look at my Nurgle team as an example, it gets a little bit rough to tell which ones are which sometimes, particularly at a glance, and this just makes it so clear. And that's especially true in a lot of these cases with 3D printed models and 3D teams that have been done up by somebody other than GW because 
you play against somebody or you go to a tournament or whatever the case may be, you sit down and your opponent's playing in GW Nurgle team. You've seen pictures. You know what it looks like. You know which ones the pesticles are. You know which ones the bloaters are, blah, 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 blah. With a team that you may be seeing for the first time, it might be a little bit, oh, the, you know, the bloaters are the ones which are a little bit bigger or, you know, these ones, I'm, I've done these ones as the pestigores. It might not be that obvious, that obvious to your opponent as it is to you. But painting them that totally different color makes them stand out, which makes it easy for your opponent, which is fantastic. But no, I'm not. This is actually isn't a but. This is agreeing with different words because I have exceptionally strong opinions um, <laughs> about everything. I, I know only because there was um, a recent recent conversation I had with somebody um, who were looking at photos from I think it might have been World Cup or one of those right mm-hmm. or a tournament right, and yep. a couple of the Cutimal team comes up. Yep. And they are always contentious. I get it completely, right? I love them, but yeah, which is which is confusing even looking at the models to me. Depends on the team Mm -hmm. and it depends on the amount of effort gone in to explain which is which. And that that was kind of the conversation because I think anyone can say, actually, I don't like them aesthetically. I don't think they fit in the game. They, cool. You, you do you. You do have them or don't have them. I think they're adorable, so shut up. Um, but that, whichever that's... way you want to go, you are correct, unless you don't agree with Jason. In correct. which case, you're incorrect. Gotcha. Um, no, but that is that is an argument on aesthetics, and that that's one part of it, right? Cool. You don't like the look of them. I don't like the look of some stuff. Let's all get along. Yeah. Whether it is less practical to play and actually, you know, the, you know, there were people who were saying, actually, these teams shouldn't be allowed in a tournament. I've only got two and a bit hours to do something. And it adds additional cognitive load to work out who is what and what is what and all that kind of stuff. It, it's actually not fair on my, your opponent. Yep. Interesting concept. And that, that whole argument around, but G-Dub team... And I say, well, have a look at the GW Amazons. Yes. Yeah. No, that's fair that they are not a great. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the point to point to make is having that idea in advance and going, right, I am going to paint this position, this color, this position, this color, this position, this color. And then you get to the table. <laughs> and Tim's colorblind. And Tim's colorblind, but <laughs> um, at least how, how, is, how, how is it easily identifiable? It's how yeah. to make it glanceable, and it's putting a little bit of effort into the team to go right. Well, how do I make sure someone who's not familiar with these models, whether they're G Dub or literally any other models on the face of the planet, can look at them and go right? Well, I know which ones are the blitzes and which ones are the catches. Like yeah. that's it, and. You can play, you should be able to play this with literally any models as long as you've thought about how does somebody who isn't me and hasn't thought about this project for a million hours 
at a glance go, oh, that's a blitzer. Yep. There was another one recently, actually funny, tangential thing, where someone had used the um, Marvel uh, United, the Chibi mm-hmm. models for a Blood yep. Bowl team. Okay. And all of a sudden you've got, um, you know, mini Ant-Man and Wasp as the halflings and you've got... Good Lord, how do you do that? You've got Spider-Man and and Spider-Man. Anyone that was in the Avengers between 1984 and 1995 is a lineman. Yeah, it gets tricky, right? So then you had Spider-Man and probably... Gwen as the catches, and you had you know, blitzes where Thor and somebody else, but that was a tricky one. And again, because they're all painted uniquely, yes. doubly tricky. So I can understand how that gets. And again, then it becomes a how do you do something to go right? Well, don't even look at the characters, just look at the bases. The ones with the red bases are blitzes, like doable. Yep. But you would need to do that. And, and having Colored bases hurts my soul. I just, yeah, it, that step of coloring different positions, different colors with some teams that really works. Like I did that with the lizards. I mean, and it's not hard with my lizardman team to look at them and go, well, those are the Sauri, that's the Crocs, and that's the Skinks. You know, they're all different shapes and sizes and all the rest of it. You know, the Skinks are the little guys, the Crocs are the big guy. But having them all as different colors means that, you know, instantly you sit down and you go, right, okay, well, that big red guy, that's the Crocs. The, you know, the green guys are the Sorai and the, the little blue guys must be the Skinks. This entire tangent came from the fact that Alice painted her pestigors a slightly darker brown than yes. the other ones. <laughs> and now you understand how passionately we all think that that is a brilliant idea. Yep. I did see at the Big V a Lego team being played. I also really enjoy how much that just rankles everybody. I Um, did look at it and I was like, uh, just by me watching, I wasn't sure which position was which, but I didn't sit down with him. So No. Um, Yeah, Lego. I struggle with Lego, Um, I, I will say. I get it. It is potentially very easy to do, make, and make identifiable. I I just really struggle with the concept of part of the hobby is the the creating of the team, like and the the actual hobby of of building and painting and making it your own, and it's not quite the same. And it, I can't I can't get around it. It just kind of there's a bit that doesn't there's there's a little neuron there that just refuses to fire going off on that tangent further don't you dare take her out papergate (laughs) no i'm not i thought about papergate uh but papergate is not to be mentioned again the there is currently a mystery mini lego set which is marvel superheroes and there's 12 of them So you could make a Blood Bowl team out of them. I've got no idea how you would even think about making positions. Anyway, carrying on. That is all our entries. First of all, I want to say thank you very much to everybody. It was a great little turnout 
for our paint event. Um, probably the biggest turnout we've it had. It was two episodes. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's the first time we've done two episodes. Felt it's the first time we've felt like we needed to split our ramblings into We we literally multiple. started talking about this and being like, right, well, how's the episode gonna work? And we're like, actually we can't we can't do this in one episode. Like this is not gonna fit, even with the stupid lengths that we go to in episodes. This will not work. We need to break this one up. So that response is incredible. Yes. Thank you all. That being said, we did say we were going to do some prizes. We did. Yes. So we have decided to award prizes in the form of Throw the Dice vouchers. So our lovely friend Rich at Throw the Dice, the nerd fairy himself, I'm going to grab some. He's now allowed to be our friend because he played Blood Bowl. In, a, in one of our tournaments. Yes. He came to one of our tournaments, therefore he's gone back up on the ladder. He's on a friend list again. Yes. We might not be sending messages every day, but we are talking. <laughs> but <Your> phone. <laughs> two prizes. I will get, depending on where you are, I will get you either a voucher for in-person or a voucher for online. And you can order stuff through his website. So, but thank you everyone for entering. Much, much, much appreciated. We will do a couple more events next year. Taking Absolutely. applications for ideas. Yeah, look, we have to think of things and that's probably what takes the most effort. So if you want to do that for us, that'd be great. We yeah. should do an event to come up with an event. And people right. can just submit ideas and we will just pick the good one and the prize can be, that's the event we'll do. Done. I've already created the Discord group for it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that tonight without realizing, but let, let's do that. All right, done. Anyway, without further ado, we have decided to give two prizes to two people that we thought did some incredible, I mean, we, everyone did incredible, but these guys sort of stood out to us. They were outstanding in their field. And maybe yes. just in a field. Maybe they just stood in a field. Maybe they were just in a study at a desk. They were outstanding at their desks. Apparently. Yes. That's why ergonomics is important. And those standing desks, they do better things. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to announce the winners? Well, there's two of us and there's two winners. So, I feel like we get to announce one each. All right. And Which one do you want? Oh, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I got in first. <laughs> Cheeky bastard. I know. Um, I, I don't think I could possibly not have this person as a winner, given how much I want the entry or one of my own. Um, so I think any reaction that is, I absolutely need that in my life is, is a good winner. I also think that any person that not only did what we intended, but the thing that we hoped people would do and take out of context at once, 
So we want people to paint hobby things. So let's paint, let's create an event that specifically doesn't specify that they need to paint a hobby thing and see if someone paints things that are not hobby. And that's, yes. (laughs) I I can't work out whether people know us or we know people, but that, that those worlds collided. So combination of, I absolutely need that in my life. I love that I'm seeing some, some stuff with some paint on it from them that looks really, really cool. I'm a little bit jealous of it and interpreted or misinterpreted us in all the ways that we wanted it to happen. I have to give, or we have to give one of said prizes to the one and only moose. Absolutely. That frog, the lickable frog. I might be high just from thinking about it. Um, I might have stolen it and have it in my mouth right now. All hail Hypnotoad. Love it, love it. Congrats, Moose. Uh, We will organise that for you. The second prize, I mean, this was was always going to be tough with the amount of entries that we had and the amount of good entries. Everyone's was spot on. Like, we're not giving prizes per se on the best painted or you know the amount of stuff done that being said the second prize we have to give it to dan because he painted really well and he painted a lot of stuff so much stuff so much stuff so much stuff and it looks so pretty like it's ridiculous the amount of stuff and how pretty it looks yeah. Dan is no stranger to painting, but like just I think and I think to a, a degree the amount of painting that both Dan and Yuri did have encouraged a lot more other people whether that was posted for this event or not, but I think a lot of people that have painted stuff for this event might not have gone to the level that they did without the the enthusiasm and encouragement from those two. Not only are they painting a lot, but also commenting and also encouraging others. And that's actually the other really cool thing about these events, right? So the the reason to paint, we're not doing anything like we, we, we're here. Sure. We're recording a podcast that you're not going to listen to, but the bit I really love. You finally, fuck me. <laughs> Get your shit together, people. Um, but people are throwing, Hey, here's what I'm painting. And then the feedback and the comments and the enthusiasm and the stuff that they're getting in the discord from, from others, like not us, we're not doing shit. Um, <laughs> but everyone else is just jumping on board and being like, that is awesome. And have you thought about this? Or if someone's like, Oh, this isn't working, people are throwing different ideas at them and hints and tips. And it's, it's just, that's the bit. And it gets people excited and it gets people pushing a little bit more and trying different stuff. And, that that's why we're doing it right and dan is one of those people that posts so much stuff he's just he is a machine like he may actually be a machine have we have we just held a magnet near him at some stage recently no i can't say we have no we should we should consider that i'm not sure whether being a robot is a disqualifiable offense but we haven't put it in the rules. We'll consider that for future ones. Um, the other Did, thing I, I really... We didn't think, actually do rules, though. 
No, which is how we <laughs> not, did, not for we this did, thing. We did Ain't a thing. In. There was no rules. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so no AI or robot. Absolutely not a disqualifiable offence. We should consider that for future ones, though. Um, although, if you build a machine that can paint stuff really good, I kind of feel like well done. Um, the other thing I will say, just reflecting on dance, because it was a whole episode ago, which was about three years um, in people time, you see stuff that he's painted and you know before you look whose it is. It is Dan's stuff. He has, and I really, really enjoy people who have, like we talked about Alice's stuff before, you look at Alice's stuff and you know it's Alice's stuff before you know it's Alice's stuff, but you know, um, if you know, you know, you know, uh, Dan is exactly the same. You look at it and you know, and that's developing a, a personal style, which is something that, that is a reflection of the way that you'd like to do things and the colors you like and the style you like, like it's such a cool thing. Um, and I hope more people kind of get to that point where it's not just coloring inside the lines, but actually you can tell that this is one of my models because when you look at it, you know, because it is kind of a reflection of the way I do stuff or the way I look at stuff. It's, it, I really dig that. Yeah. No, likewise. Yeah, just a phenomenal, not only amount of work, but he also painted the thing. <laughs> yeah, and the he award for literal. So we've, yes. we've, taken, we've, we've taken both sides of the fence, right? The, the best misinterpretation uh, and the mo most literal interpretation of... Yeah. It was the closest thing to thing that we got. It is absolutely an Evil Dead model, but it was the closest thing to paint a thing that we thought yes congrats dan and moose and yet yeah, absolutely um runner-up consolidation absolutely no prize involved but congrats to yuri for for the sheer enthusiasm and effort and amount of stuff that he painted yeah not only yeah. for this event but has been going all out the completely non-existent you know, Formula One award for going from zero to 100 in 0 0.3 seconds. Yep. We give you the, the George Award, George. Anyway, uh, that's it for this paint event, finally. Apologies again for the delay in getting episode two out, but uh, we it's will do our best. It is the time of life. It is, to, it, is, to it is the wrong life of life. <laughs> Anyway, ignoring all of that, um, Why So Serious is done. Done and dusted for another year. We will talk about that probably next episode. But we've moved on. We're done. We've moved on, we've moved on up, moved on out. It's <laughs> a time to break free. <laughs> so, 16th of March. There will be a Facebook event going up very shortly. Uh, I've already put the teaser up. Uh, TCGDP. Up to you to work out what DP stands for. We'll give it a name at some point. We haven't actually decided the exact Yeah, name. we haven't decided. We just know what the acronym needs to be. So, Yes. And the acronym yeah. is going to be somewhat appropriate anyway. Yeah, so I feel like also suggest what it should be called. You've got some boundaries to work with in now. There's an acronym. 
There we go. Wow. There's the event to name the event. <laughs> it will be Blood Bowl. It will be Sevens. Hey, look, you know, why Why stop doing what we're good at? What? what hang on. What we're average at. Okay, thank you. Um, so it's going to be all of the things. It is going to be a throw the dice. So we're, we're going home for this one, I suppose. But just to keep things a little bit fun and a little bit interesting, we're going to make you, we're not going to ask you to, we're going to make you play with a friend. And also come and play some Blood Bowl. Yes. But this will be a doubles or a teams event. Yep. So you, you and the mate are going to show up and play some Blood Bowl against someone else and their mate or the person they've just accosted to come and play some Blood Bowl with them. Yep. So I'll put a couple of details up on the Facebook event as soon as we get it up and running, but we will start working on a player's pack probably after Christmas. Sometimes, you know, that's the details, right? You show up with a mate, you play some Blood Bowl against him to do it and his other mate. Like, what else do you need? Apart from that, play Blood Bowl. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. It's not, uh, it's going to be different. That's for sure. And it will be at this stage, 16th of March next year. Lock it in, people. Make it happen. As well as that, we do have our end of year giveaway going on Facebook as we speak. Your chance to win one of three awesome games. Your choice. So, like, tag, win, or not win. Like, it's all random, but... I mean, somebody will, but the rest of you definitely will will not. Uh, Like and tag uh, anyone that's gone to one of our events or participated in their pain event is going to get an extra entry as well. So, but just make sure you like and tag people. Um... That's it from me. That is all the important things that we have to say, except for the last important thing, which is about the important people in our lives. Yes. So by all means, give us a follow, give us a review, give us hate mail, death threats, whatever you want to give us. Send uh, us presents. It's Christmas. No, we're just going to be disappointed. I mean, no more than usual. Nobody's going to send us shit, man. Uh, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch. I want to say OnlyFans, but we've got our OnlyFans. Um, yeah, all of the above. If you want to help support us, help us do these giveaways, help us put on some awesome events, things like that, uh, you can choose. Don't have to. There is no pressure. We do not expect anyone to do this uh, but you can join us as a patreon for a couple of bucks a month uh, that'll get you free entry into a couple of drawers anyway and extra a uh, couple of extra bits and pieces there is a whole patreon discord channel that sort of stuff there's we special. even occasionally say things in it yeah there's special perks it's more than more than other patreons talking in it which is great yeah, you can talk um, to people better than yeah. us. So check us out on Patreon. Uh, all the links are on our website. So thoughtlesscasualgaming.com. Is it not AU? I can't even remember. I think it's just com. 
to it. Sure, yeah. I like it. Yeah, just come. No Follow way. the link. Like, don't don't type things into a browser <laughs> like some kind of pleb. What year is this? That's right. You uh-huh. got your whole copy and pasting going. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but special thanks to uh, thoughtless patreons. This is the crazy people on our high years for some reason. Uh, Alice, Archie, Clinton, Gertzy, Jared, Kingsley, and Yuri. You people are crazy. But we love you anyway. Yeah, don't stop. It's a special kind of crazy. <laughs> it's our kind of crazy. Like, we'll ta- if it comes to it, we'll, we'll say the safe word. But until then, you keep going. What is the safe word? If I tell you, they might hear and then they'll stop. <laughs> All right, tell me off here. It's not, not pineapple, is it? Oh, chat. Don't tell me the safe word. That's always the safe word. God damn it, quick. Stop the call. Stop the podcast now. Yeah, you are.